when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. We are so excited. The book From Hostage to Hero is now on pre-order. When you hear this, um, yeah, when you hear this podcast, I think it'll still be on pre-order. It is not going to be available in physical copy until about the end of the month, end of October, early November. And uh, I believe I'm going to be going down to trial guides to do some book signings. And they're going to be sending those out and maybe doing a little promotion. So make sure that you keep an eye out for some promotion from them on signed autographed copies of the book. Uh, But we're very excited about that. And as many of you know, we are launching a membership in January for those of you who really want to take this information that you're hearing on the podcast, that you're going to be reading in the book, and take it to the next level and have a place where you can practice, get some coaching, uh, watch some videos in a course that we're actually creating in the next month and uploading those videos and live teaching from me, a bunch of just great stuff. You want to make sure that you don't miss out on that membership opportunity. So stay with us. We'll let you know when that opens. Alrighty. Well, today we are talking about the three things that are getting in your way. You know, if you're like most of my clients, one of the reasons or several of the reasons or a reason, however you want to put it, of why you may not be achieving what you are hoping to achieve in your work or personal life, I have found comes down to one of these three reasons. And they all happen to start with W. So the first W that I think is shocking to people when I say this of why this is something or that this is something holding you back is want. I ask people all the time, particularly when I'm wearing my my coach hat, what do you want? And I can't tell you how many times I will get a blank stare or a confused look in response When you think about the word want, it just feels so self-indulgent, doesn't it? On on a certain level, it just feels like, what the hell does that have to do anything? What what do I want? I, I don't even understand the question. And to me, I really think that's just incredibly sad. Although I will say 100%, I I understand it. I've been there recently. Uh, I remember my coach asking me that question. And the first thing I blurted out was, what the hell does that have to do with anything? So I speak from experience when we're discussing the idea of want and how it is so fraught with stuff that we bring into it. You know, I have a four and a half year old and she is all about want. Can I have a treat? Can I have this? I want that. I want this. Her whole life is want. And you know what? <laughs> she doesn't apologize for that in 
the least. To her, it is an absolute natural thing to want. And yet I believe as we grow and and grow up and become adults, we have the idea of want trained out of us. We have this idea that want is selfish, that we can't have what we want. So what's the use of thinking about want? Because now it's time to grow up and pay the bills and do the jobs and be the adults that we now have to be. The fun part is over. Boy, I if there's anything I could just reverse for my clients, it's the idea that they are not allowed to want things. Because here is the truth of the matter. Without want, there is no will. Meaning when things get hard, and they will get hard, and in fact, in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about your struggles and how your struggles define your success. But when things get hard, if you do not have a bright, shining, flaming, blinking want right in the middle of your face, right at the forefront of your mind, you will quit. You will phone it in. You will do the least amount possible because what the hell's the difference? I mean, it's not like I'm going to get what I want anyway. So want is huge when we're talking about the things that are getting in your way. Because if you don't know what you want, first of all, as I already mentioned, that is is a, a, a something that will allow you to quit when things get hard. But second, you can't accurately go after your goals and dreams if you can't communicate what those things are. I mean, when I'm talking to people about, I'm going to use a woo-woo word, but manifesting, which I absolutely believe in. And I don't mean the kind of manifesting where, you know, I think of Mercedes and then suddenly it appears in my driveway. Although I believe that that happens. I've seen it happen. (laughs) My dad, he talked about owning a Mercedes his entire life. He's an immigrant from Finland. I'm first generation Finn. Buying a Mercedes, even though he had the money, is just not anything that he would ever do on his own. But uh, my sister and I decided to get together along with my mom and buy him one for his 80th birthday. So there you go. I mean, yeah, it wasn't magical, but the guy talked about it. He communicated it. He said it all the time until finally someone bought him one. (laughs) I mean, talk about manifesting. There's a lot of different ways to manifest, but the number one way is to get clear on what it is that you want. For example, when we're talking as trial attorneys and I say, what do you want? You go, I want to win. Well, what does that mean? You want to win trial? You want to win is that what you mean by win? I mean, are you redefining win? We, we talk a lot about that in my work, redefining what it means to win. And if you are talking about trial, what does that mean? Does it mean you just want to win for this client? What types of clients? What does it mean to, to have a win? You know, there are several times where you go to trial and you quote unquote win, but you don't feel like it was a win because it was less than what was offered at the settlement, quote unquote, unquote, all those things. The point is you aren't clear on what it is that you want. 
There's a great book that I recommend to many of my clients. I've read it several times. I'm probably going to read it now for like the seventh time. It's called The Power of Consistency. And in that, he has a, uh, what he calls a quiet time ritual where you write down what it is that you want and the steps that you're going to need to take in order to achieve that. And then during your quiet time ritual, you actually go to a place, I mean mentally, not physically, although he does suggest you do this somewhere where you're comfortable or there's a fire, you know, it's just something that that kind of creates the atmosphere. And you think about what it would be like, what would it feel like to actually have those things. So not only do you get clear on what you want, you write the action steps for the ability to achieve it. And then you complete the cycle by feeling what it would feel like to actually have or achieve those things. Notice how you can't do any of those things when you don't know the first thing, which is what you want. You guys have got to get clear on what it is you want. And you know, by the way, it's not really winning. It's not, it's not, you know, when we're talking about want, the, one of the things we have to really uncover is the why underneath the want. It's not so much about wanting things. It's why do you want those things in the first place? I mean, none of you want to win trial just to win trial. There's a reason for that want underneath. It's to help the plaintiff. It's to pay your bills. It's to brag at CLEs. I mean, whatever the, the the why is, that's the real reason underneath it all. And that's the, the part that you got to get clear on. Because what I find with most of my clients is that when they're not clear, they find themselves 20, 30 years down the road chasing after a dream that they never stopped to ask themselves if they really wanted in the first place. And now they have a life that they don't even recognize. So my suggestion to you is to get clear on what it is that you want. And if you say to me, sorry, I don't know how to do that. Well, this is where you get to go to fantasy land. If you could have any life that you wanted, what would that look like? And then you need to ask yourself, why? Why do I want that kind of life? Because your why is a huge part of this. I'm going to talk more about that in the next podcast. But you also have to not just want things like I want a vacation or I want a beach house, but why do you want those things? Your why is really the key to helping you with the will part, the part that that keeps you going when you want to quit. But for now, just focus on want, not just figuring out what you want, but allowing yourself to even want at all. I think that's where a lot of people get stuck in the process. They're so busy being adults (laughs) that they've stopped thinking about what it is they want. Listen, life is short and we are here for a very small amount of time man, we should be doing things that feeds what we want. And don't let anyone else tell you that that's selfish or the wrong thing to do. It is the key to everything. The moment that I allowed myself to start wanting again, just like I did when I was a kid, was the moment that everything changed for me because I got to 
tap back into my purpose, my values. And once I started tapping into my purpose and values, I started looking at my life and thinking, this isn't what I want to be doing. This isn't how I want to be spending my time. And I made a lot of big decisions from that place. And today, I am way happier than I was even two or three years ago because I've been in a continual process of asking myself and allowing myself to actually want. So that's huge. That's huge. I'm still in the process. I'm still evolving. I'm still making different decisions and really honing into what I want. Because here's what I find. And here's the point I want you to be thinking about. When I am not in and doing things that I want to be doing, I am not doing my best work, whether that's working with clients I don't want to be working with, whether that's working with clients in a way I don't want to be working with. For example, for years, and many of you probably have done this with me, I offered sessions, right? So you could buy a package of sessions and then when you needed to work with me on a trial, you could just kind of like a debit card, go, hey, I've got four sessions left. I like to use one on this case and we would go. And what I realized is that that did nothing for me. I mean, maybe it helped my clients. I hope it did. But we couldn't look at the nonverbal communication. Most of the time it was on Zoom. We lost momentum. And I just said, enough. One day I said, I don't want to be doing this. Now, did I make money doing that? Was there a benefit to doing that, uh, both business-wise and for my clients? Yes. And it was a hard decision to say no to that. But the minute I decided... I don't want to do sessions anymore. This is the way that I do my best work, which is in person over a series of days. My business absolutely took off. It was like, now that I'm doing my best work, people wanted more of me. Where my fear, at least at first, was they would want less. So I think that's part of it too, is that we tend to think the things we want aren't possible or that they will somehow hurt us or other people, when the opposite is true. When you get clear on what you want, then that's when you align with your true purpose and everything starts to shift. So that's your first first thought of the, of the podcast episode. What do you want? Because that, that not knowing you, what you want is one of the major things that I see with clients that gets in their way. The second W is wait. Most of you are waiting for something before you take action on your wants or anything else. You are waiting until you have more training. You are waiting until you have permission, whether that's from your boss or your spouse or yourself. You are waiting until you have more education. You are waiting until you have more experience. You are waiting, you are waiting, you are waiting, you are waiting. And all of that waiting comes down to one thing. And that thing is a word, enough. The reason you're waiting is because you don't think you're enough. You don't have enough experience. You don't have enough preparation. You don't have enough training. You don't have enough knowledge, so on and so forth. And so you're waiting. And here's what I want you to understand is that you will never have enough training, experience, preparation, whatever. And that's not a bad thing. What, what, I'm, what I want to point out to you is that it's a myth 
that there's somehow this place that you're going to arrive and suddenly feel like you've got it all figured out. That one day you're going to arrive to court and feel completely 100% prepared. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. That will never, ever happen. And you thinking or telling yourself or fooling yourself into believing that it will happen happen meaning means that you are waiting until it does which means you are putting off your life and you are putting off not just your life your ability to be great because that really brings us to the third w which is willing because you don't know what you want and because you are waiting for whatever this mythical thing to happen you are not willing to fail you're putting off taking risks. You're putting off getting more education. You're putting off uh, applying for that great program because you you keep telling yourself, I, I don't want to do those things because I'm not willing to fail. Maybe you're not even telling yourself you're not willing to fail. You're not willing to fail. You're telling yourself all the other excuses. Well, I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have um, enough experience. Enough, enough, enough. And that enough word comes back. They're all tied in together. And here's the thing is that people who are not willing to fail are usually waiting on something because they don't know what they want. Do you see how it all starts with want? If you want to get out of your own way, you have to get clear on what you want. You have to stop waiting until you're ready. And you have to be willing to fail. Because just knowing what you want and putting aside the idea that you have to wait and jumping in feet first or head first or whatever way first you butt first, uh, it doesn't mean that you've got this all figured out and that it's all going to go smoothly. No, that just means that you know what you want and you're no longer willing to wait to get it. You're going to jump in. And that's really this third point of the willing to fail is that once you jump in, that's the only time that you can actually figure out how to get what you want. I learned this lesson the hard way. I love my brain. I love planning. I love thinking. I love uh, cogitating. I mean, how many different words can I come up with the word things I like to do with my brain and my head? But here's the problem. I can plan, think, meditate, consider all day long. It's not until I actually decide to do something and jump in and find out what works and what doesn't work. And is that is that like always a great experience? Hell no. I hate when things don't work. But that's where I learn. That's when I go, ah, that's what I want to do differently. And that's why what I do is now affecting hundreds, if not thousands of people, those of you who are listening to the podcast coming out to work with me, is because I'm risking something. Every time I get on this podcast, I'm risking something. I'm putting something out there, an opinion that people may disagree with. And I'm shaping my content as I'm, I'm, as I'm saying it. I don't have all this figured out. I am not the guru of all things wise. I'm learning just along with you and sharing with you what I'm learning as I go through. And as I share, as I continue to talk with you and learn from you and work with you, I get better and better and better. But if I were to wait until I felt I had all of the knowledge I needed, I've read all the books, I've worked with all the clients, I've done all the things, I would still be waiting today. I mean, I'm a classically trained pianist with two degrees in music, for Christ's sakes. 
there's really no reason that I should be doing this job at all on paper. But I didn't wait years and years ago to have the degrees and to do all the things that somebody probably would should have told me <laughs> I should have been doing. Figure out how to run a business, sorry, before you actually decide to run one. No, I just plunged in and I learned as I went. I walked into client meetings and it was deposition this and summary judgment that and I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. But I knew that I could help people communicate more clearly and that I could learn the rest of the stuff along the way. I didn't wait and I was willing to fail because I knew what I wanted. I wanted to help people communicate better. Did I know that was lawyers at the beginning? No. That came along the process. I, that surprised me. <laughs> if you'd asked me 10 years ago, do you know that you're going to be working with lawyers as your primary source of, of client? I would have been like, you're crazy. That's not who I'm going to be working with. And here I am today. I, I didn't have it all figured out and neither do you and neither will you ever have it all figured out before you make that leap. But if you want to be really great, if you really truly want to take your practice, your communication, your life to the next level, you've got to get clear on what you want. You have to stop waiting and you have to be willing to fail. It really comes down to that. All right, my friends, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sorry Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sorry's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today, and until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.